right. Come on, True Life. We're doing good. Come on, 830. Awesome. Man, so glad that you're here. If it's your first time, my name is Michael. I'm the lead pastor here. And my wife, Amanda, she's actually wearing a blue shirt today over there hanging out with pre-K-aged kids and teaching them, serving them. On behalf of all of our team and leadership, we're thrilled that you're here. And we have a handful of people who are catching us on live stream this morning through the True Life Church website, our app, or on Facebook Live, and no matter how you got here, we're just glad you're here. Come on, would you help me welcome our guests and anyone who's watching online this morning? Awesome. Come on, 8.30, I'm proud of you, because now you know this is not time change weekend anymore. You didn't gain the hour, but you're still here, and uh, come on, if you come to church at 8.30 a.m., God loves you a little more. You know that's true? I'm just telling you. Some of y'all didn't know that, but that's, that's actually the truth. That's how it works. I'm kidding. Some of you are like... I didn't come here for that religion. No, he loves everybody equally, but he blesses the 830 people more. <laughs> so, man, really excited to dive into part four of our series. And, um, and really today is kind of more or less the conclusion of our legacy series. We're going to do something really fun next weekend. Uh, it's kind of still a part of the series, but not really. It's kind of a standalone Sunday called Legacy Sunday. And uh, what we're going to do next weekend is take the whole service and just share some stories and some numbers with you from the last 12 months uh, of our church life together, and we're just going to celebrate. We're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a party and thank God for using us in the ways that he's using us. And I think when you see your impact uh, in, in some ways that you probably don't even realize is happening uh, here in Delaware and around the world, I'll talk about that a little bit today, but I think when you really see it next weekend, you're gonna, your minds are going to be blown and you're going to realize how God is multiplying uh, your life and your legacy and your generosity to change lives all over the world. And I'm just, I, I am every day, I'm more and more thrilled and honored that for some reason God chose to build this system where he does what he wants to do through us. We get to partner with the creator of the universe to be a part of seeing his plan fulfilled on planet earth. Come on, isn't that crazy that, that a perfect God chooses you and I to do stuff through, and um, man, it's just, it's so awesome, it makes me wanna sing, it just makes me wanna break into song, like, closed on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> closed on, some of you are like, what is he doing? It's Kanye, y'all, you ain't heard Jesus is king yet? Hey, hey, watch this, check this out, seriously, uh, I'll just, this is a little spontaneous, but I hope it connects with you. We're, we were riding to church this morning, my son and I, he's six years old, and we're listening to Jesus is king in the car. And my son is, um, he really loves hip-hop right now for some reason. I blame Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, he, he, but he really, so he loves it. And so we're listening to Jesus is King. And, and I said, hey, dude, do you know who this is that's singing? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, this is a guy who used to sing about really bad stuff and uh, make terrible choices and talk about really bad things. And, um, and then he met someone and his life got turned upside down. And I was like, do you know who he met? And uh, my son's like, uh, church? I'm like, you're close. I'm like, who do you think he met who, that turned it? And he's like, he's, so he finally connected. He said, Jesus? I was like, that's right, Jesus. He met Jesus, and it turned his life upside down, and now he doesn't sing about the stuff he was singing about. He's singing about God. He's singing about Jesus, and that's, that's what. And so, I, so watch this, watch this. So I said to my son, six years old, and he, get, and he, and he got this. I said, so, so check it out, man. That's 
That's what we get to do every weekend at church. We help people meet Jesus, and Jesus turns their life upside down and helps them take what used to be really bad and terrible and bad choices and, and baggage and, and their past and turn it into something awesome and something that, where they can take their life and celebrate who God is. And here's what my six-year-old says, best job ever. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We get to work for Jesus. Isn't that amazing? All right. Here's what our legacy is. It's the part of you that people are going to remember when you're not here anymore. And you, you're not going to be here forever. I'm not trying to be a downer. I've said this now for four weeks in a row. I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, to hurt your feelings. I know some of us are living like we're going to live forever. But I'm just telling you, you ain't. You're not going to. You're not going to live forever um, uh, you are, you're going to live in, an, there's an eternal part of you that's going to live forever, but this, this body, this life that you have on planet earth right now, this is not going to last forever. And there is a part of you that people are going to remember when you're not here anymore. And we've been using this passage of scripture to help us uh, just remember how we build a legacy. Goodwill comes to those who are, everybody say it one more time, generous. Generous, who lend freely and conduct their affairs with justice, surely the righteous will never be shaken because they're going to be remembered how long? Forever, forever, and forever and ever and ever, all right? And, and then I want to take you to another passage that we've been using throughout this series just to kind of set this up. First Timothy six seventeen says, command those who are rich, and that's all of you. We established that in week one, uh, that all, every single one of us in the room are rich in something. You may not feel like you're rich when you look in your bank account, but you are. In fact, even financially, uh, if your household combined, your, your entire household, not just one of you, your entire household earns $40,000 or more, you're in the top 1% of wage earners in the world, in the world. Uh, so w most of us are actually rich on some level. We just don't know how to live rich and we don't know how to steward what we have very well. And so Paul says to Timothy, hey, Timothy, when you pastor your church, you've got to command the ones who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant. Don't put their trust in worldly things, in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to, everybody say it, do good. Do good. Command them to serve, command them to do egg hunts, command them to do serve days, command them to come out on December 14th and help us serve families and make sure families have a fantastic, wonderful Christmas. I know a handful of you have signed up already, but some more of you need to hit us up, truelife.church forward slash serve team, truelife.church forward slash serve team. Help us out on that Saturday. Help us serve some families and make Christmas beautiful and wonderful for them. We're going to be rich in good deeds, and we're going to be generous and willing to share. In this way, we're going to lay up treasure for ourselves. And I like to say it this way. This is how you actually make a good investment, right? Like, some of us in the room have a savings account. Some of us in the room have a 401k or, or if you work in schools or a nonprofit, maybe you have a 403b and you're, and you're trying to manage that well and you're trying to, you're, you're managing risk and you're trying to make good investments all in the hopes that someday you'll be able to say, you know what, I'm not working anymore. I'm going to retire and I'm going to have this big chunk of money stored up for myself so that I can relax and enjoy life. But how many know, no matter how hard we try, no matter how good we are at that, how many know that's not a sure thing? It's not a sure thing. It's not a sure deal. But this is a sure deal. There's a retirement plan after your retirement plan. Come on, somebody. 
Like, even if you stink at the retirement plan in this life, can I tell you, if you'll just, if you'll just invest in eternal things, God has something great stored up for you in the life after this one. It's the, it's the plan after the plan. So we're going to store up treasure for ourselves where it really matters. It's a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. In other words, Paul is saying, you really want to live? Make your life about something bigger than yourself. And that's really what this whole series has been about. It, it, it's been about helping us figure out how to be intentional with, with the life that we live, about creating a legacy, how, how, to, how to embrace really this spirit of generosity. And, and we do all of that really because Jesus himself said this. He said to his followers, go where? Everywhere in the world and tell the good news to who? Everyone. And this is what most of us who have grown up in church would know this passage right here as the great commission, the great commission. And, and, and there's a reason it's not called the great mission, because you can't do it alone. It's the commission. Like, like this only works if we're a people. This only works if we're a body. This only works if we lock arms with other people and we say, hey, you and I together, we can do more than I can do by myself. We can make a difference together. And... Um, so I want to take just a second this morning, and I want to break down who is the everyone. Who is that? Who is, because we, we read it, and we say, well, okay, we're going to go everywhere, we're going to tell everyone. Well, who's everyone? Like, how do we break that down into terms that actually help us apply this to our lives? And um, so if you're following along in your notes, this is really deep. You ready? It's really deep. This is really going to blow your mind. Here's, here's the first way we break down everyone. Number one, it's the people you know. Like Jesus is saying, hey, I need you to make sure the people you know, know that I'm Lord of your life. There ought to be something about the way we live our lives. There ought to be something about the way we talk. There ought to be something about the way we treat our families, our spouses, our coworkers. There ought to be something about us that communicates to the world around us, to the people who know us and to the people who we know, that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Can I hear an amen this morning? It's, it's the people you know. It's the people you know. And I would say this is, this is maybe the easiest. When we talk about legacy, when we talk about living a life that's worth remembering, that's worth leaving something behind, this is probably the easiest place for us to connect to. It's easy for me to think in terms of legacy when I think about my kids. It's easy for me to think about legacy when I think about my wife. It's easy for me to think about lazy, legacy when I think about you guys our staff, our team here, the people whose lives I'm investing in every way. It's the easiest for me to think about, but it's also the easiest for me to co become complacent in because it's the, it's the familiar. And so it requires extra intentionality on all of our parts to make sure that when, when it comes down to the people who actually know you, that you're living a life that's gonna leave a legacy worth leaving, worth leaving behind. Here's the second group of people when we think about legacy. It's the people you don't know. People you don't. I told you, this is deep. Are y'all blown away? <laughs> Who is the everyone? Well, it's the people you know. And it's also the people you don't know. Right? Like, like um, I was driving up 896 the other day. Just minding my own business. Just trying to get home from uh, taking my kids to school and for taking my daughter to school, and then I went to the gym, and I'm just, I'm a little over the speed limit already. 
because traffic's moving quickly and I don't want to be the one to get in everybody's way. And then somebody drove very erratically around me and zoomed in front of me in their little car, little tiny car, and I'm in a big truck. And for a second I thought, it's harder for me to stop than you think. And you could very easily become a pancake. And I kind of want to catch up to you at the stoplight and roll down my window and just let you know that I question your ability to make good choices as a driver. Like I'd kind of just like to have a conversation, mild levels of intensity, kind of just would like to talk it out with you. Come on, how many know? Can't do that. Can't do that. Especially now, can't do that. Social media team's gonna put my face all over the internet here in a little bit to invite people to our Christmas services. Can't, can't have somebody watch the invitation. Hey, join us for Christmas at True Life. And somebody's like, I know that guy. He, he didn't look like that when we were talking at the stoplight. His facial expression was very different. And he was not smiling. Come on, y'all. He used sign language with me. <laughs> Come on, y'all, we, we can't just think about the people we know, we gotta be thinking about the people that we don't know. Because you just never know when you're gonna connect, the, when somebody's gonna connect the dots. And, and here's, here's how I really wanna help you connect your legacy to the people you don't know. Because really, in, in the, when you look at the entire world, when you look at the entire planet, in the, in the people you don't know, it, it, it really helps me to think about it this way. It's not that there's just a bunch of people I don't know, it's, it's really that there's a whole bunch of people that I'm going to know one day. Like the, the, the scriptures are very clear that one day we're going to gather together in heaven. And, um, and we're going to give account for the lives that we lived. And, and the scriptures tell us that we're, we're, we're probably still going to be recognizable to one another when we step into eternity. And can you, can you, I just don't want to ever have an awkward moment with somebody in eternity where they say something like, man, thank God, thank God somebody else stepped in and led me to Jesus because you were certainly no help. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Like, I remember you from the stoplight. Come on. Here's, I just want to always remember that out of, this planet is filled with people that I don't know. And who, in this life, I may never shake their hand. I may never make eye contact. They may never hear me preach. I may never have a relationship with them. But the world is also filled with a whole bunch of people that one day we're going to step into the presence of God. We're going to step into eternity, and I'm going to know them one day. In fact, the life I live has huge impact in ways that most of us aren't even thinking about in our day-to-day lives. There are people all over the planet who you will one day know that you never thought you would know. There are people all over the planet, and I, I just, I, I picture this as like, somebody's gonna walk up to some of you one day in heaven, and they're gonna say, hey, you don't know me. You don't know me. But you were faithful while you were attending True Life Church, and, um, and you were really, really generous, 
and you gave. And, and I don't know if you remember, your pastor used to always get up and say, a minimum of 10% of everything you give goes out to missions all over the world. And, and, and a portion of what you gave went into a church plant. And, and at that church plant, I, I went and I heard the message of Jesus and the hope of Jesus for the very first time. And another pastor who you don't know and who you never met gave an invitation for me to receive Jesus. And I said yes, and now I'm in eternity because you gave. Come on, y'all. Like, like I, I, I wonder if, some of you don't, don't know this, but we have a partner called One Hope whose, whose mission is very simple. God's word, every child on the planet. So that their mission is to get the scripture, to get the gospel, to get the good news of Jesus in front of every child on planet earth. God's word, every child, simple mission. They're one of our largest strategic missions partners. So every time you're generous at True Life, a portion of what you're giving is helping to convert people that you don't know into people you're gonna know one day. Come on, y'all, are you getting it? Are you connecting the dots this morning? And, and, and Jesus said this, I'll, I'll tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world. Jesus says there's a whole bunch of people you don't know, and one day they're gonna become people that you do know from east and west, and they're gonna sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, that's us, y'all. Jesus is saying, hey, even to his disciples, even to the early apostles, he's saying, hey, there's people that you don't know for generation and generation and generations to come. There's people that you don't know. 1,500 years later, they're gonna be telling our story. They're gonna be talking about us. They're gonna be hearing the good news of the gospel. And people that you don't know are gonna be people, become people that one day all of us get to know. And can you imagine this? This is us. Unless you come from Jewish descent, you're a Gentile. And we're someday going to sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast. Come on, Thanksgiving's coming. Can I hear an amen around the word feast? Should have made that word yellow. At the feast in the kingdom of heaven. Wow. I've been thinking about this, like how would Jesus, if he were to show up on planet earth today, like he did a couple thousand years, if he was hanging out with us today, if today the guest speaker was Jesus, how many think, first of all, I think attendance would be up. You know what I'm saying, like record Sunday. First of all, he's always here. Um... And I like to think through prayer and the word, that is who you're hearing from a little bit, is the Holy Spirit. But, but if, he were, if he were to take the stage today, if he were to put on this microphone, how would he help us connect our hearts to the people we don't know and realize that they're people we're gonna, that we might know someday? That based on the life we live and the choices we make and the words that we choose and the way that we serve and how we steward our resources and our gifts and our talents and all the, that, that there are ripple effects, that they're, they're endless and there's no way for us to count them. And there's, I mean, we're going to do the best we can. That's what we're going to do next week is try to help you see the ripple effect as best we can. But it goes beyond even what we can measure. And how, so how would he, how would he do that? I'm a, I love being a dad. One of my favorite things in this life is being a parent. Parents in the room, how many love? I just, like, I just love it. I just love, and I feel like I've learned so much about 
my relationship with my heavenly father by being a father. There's just some dots that you're able to connect that just blows my mind. And one of the things I've noticed about my kids is, is they like to be seen. They like to be seen. It's like, like yesterday, I'm, I'm just hanging out. We kind of had a down Saturday, a nice relaxing day in the house. And, and my little boy got this new book that teaches him how to draw, how to draw little comics and stuff. And so, like, it starts with a line, like a line. Like, it doesn't look like anything. It's just a line. And he's like, Daddy, look. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a line. Good, good job on your, on the, no, that's not how I respond. I said, oh, awesome, man. I said, oh, there it is. That's the first step. You got the first step. Way to go. And here's what I said to him. I'll see you. I see what you're doing. I see you. A few seconds later, he's got a little bit more done. Dad, Dad, is it? Oh, man, I see, I see what you're doing. I see it. I see. My, my kids want to, they need to hear that. They need to hear on a regular basis, hey, I see you. I see what you're doing. Uh, um, my, my little girl, and I didn't ask permission to say this, so I might get in trouble later, but just wrapped up her fall softball season. And, and, I, and I noticed, and she's, she's much bigger now, middle schooler, much, becoming much more independent, just beautiful young woman. But she'd get out in the outfield, and the first thing she'd do when she'd get to her spot, she'd look, does dad see me? Because there's something about knowing I'm seen, I'm noticed, and it communicates worth, and it communicates value. And if I could just take a moment here this morning, True Life, and just affirm to you as your pastor, as, as, the, as the senior leader in our church, like, I see you, and I'm so thankful for you, and I'm so thankful for your generosity, and I'm so thankful for your faithfulness. Dream Team, I see you, and I know you're working and you're serving, and I know a handful of you showed up here yesterday and, and staffed a blood drive, and a whole bunch of you are going to show up and serve families on the 14th, and we're going to celebrate all of you at a Christmas party on the, on the 13th, and I just, I just need you to know, ushers, I see you, tech arts, I see you, worship team, I see you, kids life, you can't hear me right now, but you'll listen to the recording later, I see you, and your father up in heaven sees you. And I think if Jesus were to show up on planet earth right now today, if he were speaking today, he would, he would say, hey, listen, there's a, whole, there's a whole mess of people out there who don't realize that their heavenly father sees them. They don't realize Jesus sees them, that, that they have his full attention, that they have his heart. And, and so I need you to be the hands and the feet. I need you to be the body of Christ on planet earth right now and help people who are feeling invisible and overlooked and undervalued and ignored know that their Father in heaven sees them, that he cares about them, that he loves them. That's why Paul says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of what? Reconciling people to him. We reconcile people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That's why Jesus came, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. I don't know if you've ever had a reconciliation moment with anyone before. But the, the ones that really count, the ones that were, were maybe you're kind of at odds with somebody or 
I don't know if you've ever had a moment where you thought somebody was mad at you or you thought somebody was ignoring. This happens to me all the time as a pastor because there's hundreds of people who come in and out of our building on a, on a regular basis. And so sometimes I just, I, I miss somebody or I don't say hi to somebody. And, and people will come to me and they'll say something like, do you not like me? And I'm like, what? Of course I like you. I am literally paid to like everyone. It's my job. Of course I like you. And so, well, you just, you didn't, you didn't say hi to me. And so we have to, we have, to have a moment of, of eye contact where I say, hey, I'm so sorry. I just did, probably just didn't get, I was probably dealing with something else or there was a fire to put out or, or, or something else was going on. But I'm just, I love you and I'm so good. And there's, a, there's this eye contact moment. And you know what I'm really saying is, I see you. I see you. We're good. By the way, don't put too much emphasis on if, whether this is your home church or someplace else is your home church, don't put too much emphasis on the, the pastor being the one that always sees you. God sees you, and he's way more important than me. I mean, just, he's just way more important than me. He sees you. But it's a moment of reconciliation to say, okay, okay yeah, let's get some eye contact here. We're, we're good. We're good. And what Jesus has done is he has left us now with that ministry of saying to the, you got a whole world out there who's kind of going, I don't know if God even cares. I don't know if he even notices. I don't know if he's invested. I don't, and our job is to kind of grab the world by the face and say, hey, look right here. He sees you. It's the ministry of reconciliation. And I think if, if Jesus were here today, he might remind us of this. Acts chapter one, verse nine. He's letting the New Testament church know what they're going to become. In fact, if you were to take step one of Life Track, you would see this passage in that session. And what we talk about is our points of passion. And Jesus says, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you're going to be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And in Life Track, we teach this as our, we think this is both a literal and a figurative passage of Scripture to help us as the New Testament church know where the passions of our heart should align. And Jesus says, hey, start where you are. Start where you're at. He said, start in Jerusalem. That's your city. That's your home. Start there. And then I want you to take the message to Judea and Samaria. That was their, their nation. I want you to take it to your whole nation. And then from there, you're going to take it everywhere. And so, I think if Jesus could stand here today, this is what he might ask us to do. Is he'd say, hey, like, this is what I see, and I need you to see it too. Number one, I, I see Delaware. I see it. And I see all the people who need to come into a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. I see Newark. I see that nearly 30,000 college students who show up every fall. I see Wilmington. I see Newcastle. I see Hokesson. I see Middletown. I see Townsend. I see Smyrna. I see the beaches. Oh, Lord Jesus, I see the beaches. <laughs> Come on. I see Seaford. I see Milford. I see all the Fords down there. Why did they do that? It's like they got lazier the further south we went. Let's just end it all on the word Ford. 
I see it, I see it. And, and I would just say, in my notes I kind of had in parentheses next to this, and Cecil County. <laughs> Love you too. Come on, where are all my Cecil people at? All one of you. There's like four. Horse and buggies don't go out in the cold weather. I'm just teasing. I'm kidding. See, the, the, most of the Cecil people will be in the next service. I mean, there's a whole bunch of Cecil people back in our green room right now. They're all on the worship team. Jesus would say, hey, you've got to start with where you are. And I, I, I need you, True Life Church, I need you to see where you're at. And the gift that I've given you, the ministry of reconciliation for your people. I heard a pastor say one time, if you love the people nobody wants, God will give you the people everyone wants. If you love the people nobody wants, I actually have a different variation on that because this is what I've been noticing in our church. It's not that God will give you the people everyone wants. It's that if you love the people nobody wants, they will actually become the people everyone wants. Like through a process of discipleship and healing and getting whole and, and coming to a place where they realize God sees you and he's invested in you. Here's the second one. I, 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 I see our nation. And that's why we're so heavily invested in church planting. And I had multiple calls just this week with pastors who are getting ready to launch new ministries in 2020. And just the beautiful privilege we have of investing in that and coaching and, and helping them launch strong and healthy. And I hope some of those churches are bigger than ours on their very first day. Like, like come on, it doesn't matter whose name's on the front door. As long as heaven gets bigger, everybody, that's what we're invested in. It's, but we got to see it. We've got we to get out of our, just our normal day-to-day thing that we do and our normal habit. And, and we got to realize that we have been given the, the ministry of reconciliation to the world. So you gotta see, you got to see your city. You've got to see where we are. We've got to see our nation as more than just a politically dysfunctional mess. In fact, turn off the talk radio for a little bit. Turn off Fox and CNN and NBC, whatever your poison of choice is. Shut it off for a little bit and just begin to pray. Pray for your country. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the lost. Pray that the church would act. Do you know how many political issues would be solved if the church would just be the church? Oh, y'all, I'm preaching right now. You know how many problems would be solved if the church would just be the church? It'd be a much healthier place. You've got to see your nation so that ultimately we can see our world. Our world. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. That everywhere I go, in every part of my life, there's people that I don't know who have the potential to become the people that I one day will know in eternity. And you got to see it. I want to bring a friend on stage right now. His name is John. Come on, John. Come on up. Y'all, this is Dr. That's right. I don't know what happened to my... Oh, they took control back there. Dr. John Norton, everybody. Come on. Come over here, buddy. Good morning. Dr. J. Does anybody else ever call you that? Nope, you're the only one. <laughs> Hold that thing right up in there. Yeah, get you're ready. the only one. I'm the only one. Am I allowed to keep calling you, you can that? keep calling me that. But all the basketball fans will be offended. True, true. You're tall enough to be a basketball. I feel like a little intimidated now. 
Like this is what I put on my new boots and stuff today because I knew I was going to have to share the stage with John. And so I had to like try to measure up to Mr. Supermodel Doctor over um, here. Or succeeded. <laughs> so um, I wanted to bring John on stage this morning because uh, he has a really awesome story of how he and his wife, Sarah Beth, are seeing the world a little bit differently now. In fact, there's an opportunity for all of you today as you leave to, to see the world. Uh, you'll see a table in our lobby from an organization that we partner with. It's one of our strategic missions partners called Children's Cup. So a, a portion of everything you give, today if you give in the offering, and, and this is not an ask, I'm just sharing the opportunity. You do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. There's never any pressure here to do, to do anything. But a portion of you, what you give every single month goes to Children's Cup, and I'll share some of the statistics from Children's Cup next week, but what, what you should know, most important, is that that we've kind of adopted a care point in the country of Eswatini. It used to be called Swaziland. And um, poverty's pretty rampant there. HIV virus is pretty rampant there. Uh, um, a lot of orphaned children there. In fact, if, when, you, when you look at these um, packets that are in our lobby today, you're going to notice that every single one of the kids, whether boy or girl, has their head shaved. And that's because that's the only way they can control uh, the the... What's the word I'm looking for? The lice. The lice problem. Um, and, uh, and so, John, last year we had a sponsorship Sunday just like this, and you adopted... Takaya. Takaya. And that's Takaya right there, everybody, uh, on the screen. Come on in. She a beautiful young lady. And so the, the church takes, like, we send a portion of your giving every month to take care of that care point. And then what we do is we offer you the opportunity to connect individually with kids who are in that community and, uh, and sponsor them directly. In fact, this doesn't even come through the church. You, you can partner with Children's Cup directly. You work directly with them. Uh, you send gifts directly to them. And, uh, and, and so John and Sarah Beth, for about a year now, have been sponsoring Takaya. In fact, what will happen is you'll start to get emails and letters back from your, from your child that you sponsor. And what is she, what is she holding there, John? In that, go back to the last one, guys. So she's holding uh, a birthday cake uh, and uh, some birthday presents from us. From you guys. Yeah. So Children's Cup emailed y'all and said, hey, Takaya's birthday is coming up. Would you like to do anything? Yeah. So you can, you know, you give a monthly amount, uh, yeah. which helps them uh, with their schooling and also uh, feeds them throughout the day and gives them like a uniform to wear for school. Yeah. Um, and then you'll get notifications on um, additional things you can do for them. Like we're able to support her to go uh, to a Christmas party with her friends. Uh, and she can actually bring other friends and her family with her to that. Um, and then also like her birthday is coming up and send her a birthday gift, That's et cetera. Awesome. That's awesome. In fact, you guys are sponsoring for our care point this year. Uh, we're going to send them all the funds they need to throw a huge Christmas party for the entire community. So the entire community is going to have a huge Christmas party together, and that's your generosity, that's your giving that's going to do that. Go to the next picture, guys. Uh, what, so what is this? What, is, what does she have here? Uh, groceries. Groceries. Groceries for her family and her, yeah. So, so you, you, and then you told me the other day when we were talking on the phone, you found out your sponsorship doesn't just help her. What else is happening? Uh, so we can send additional resources to uh, her family uh, yeah. just to help support her family and uh, even friends that she goes to school with. Awesome. Carlos, come on out wherever you're at. So here's, here's what's awesome that uh, John and I were talking several months ago, and the part of the story that I wanted you guys to hear is 
uh, John is a, a resident cardiologist, right? Yeah. They're working on it. Yeah, in the process. In the pro- he's my cardiologist. <laughs> like every time I'm freaking out about something, I'm like, John, am I dying? <laughs> and he's like, eventually, but not today. <laughs> um, so so he, is, he is working through that process right now, works at Christiana Hospital. In fact, they move you around to different places, right? Yep, different and, um, and so there was an exchange that took place. Yeah, we, uh, we just went out and uh, we just kind of prayed about it. We weren't actually expecting to, um, to start this process, but uh, we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, we spend so much money on dumb stuff, you know, that doesn't really mean anything. And uh, we had been wanting to do something like this for a while, so we just did it. And then we picked up a card and we actually were given the opportunity to be able to communicate uh, with Takaya. And so we just kind of shared a little bit about ourselves. And I just said that I was a resident physician. And um, she actually mailed us back and said that her dream is to become a doctor, uh, which was really special. And so, we didn't know that she wanted to do that. Right. You guys had no history whatsoever. Come on. You all see the God connection there? Like, like I mean, how incredible is that? And so you, you were telling me the other day, you and Sarah Beth, man, you've just felt really fulfilled. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a huge blessing. Uh, you know, we want to do even more than what we're doing currently, but we're so glad we, we started to do this last year. Um, we felt like we've actually been able to build a relationship with her, which we didn't actually think that was going to happen. But you can actually send letters at least every month, which is really powerful. And our dream would be to someday go over there and actually visit her. Yeah. And uh, my family, we sponsor a little girl named Sebeka Zile. And uh, we get those letters every month. My, my daughter loves to write. They've kind of become pen pals. My daughter loves to write back to her. And, and um, in fact, today I'm really excited to announce that we have begun the process of having a conversation with Children's Cup about taking uh, an overseas trip so that you can, some of you can get on an airplane and go meet the child that you sponsor and, uh, and spend, spend a few days serving them one-on-one. In fact, I will probably be over there sometime in the next 12 months training pastors and, um, and coaching them and, and, uh, on what, the, what Children's Cup calls a vision trip. And it's just an incredible, incredible opportunity because we start here. We start with Newark, we start with Delaware, and then we invest in our nation, and really, ultimately, what we want to do is we want to have an impact all over the world. And you said something to me several months ago that touched my heart. You said it really does feel like we adopted her, like she's family. Yeah, absolutely. And we now have an eight-month-old, which we didn't have a year ago. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we're really hoping that we can continue to support her throughout high school and maybe even early college. And, you know, it's it's nice for our daughter to be able to start this relationship as well. That's so awesome. Would you all give it up for John this morning? Thanks, man. Proud of you. And I I just wanted to bring John on stage because I think it's important for you to hear the story from somebody besides me of, I mean, you could not have lined that up. They had no idea at all that they were sponsoring a young girl who had a dream to become a doctor and here's John uh, who is a doctor good one and um, so there's no pressure I'm not twisting your arm today in fact you could stop by the table and decide you know what not today it's not for me the sponsorship opportunity will stay open through the Children's Cup website so even if you don't make that choice here today and these packets are out there. You can read about each individual child and their story. And and what you'll do is if you want to sponsor, God puts it on your heart to sponsor a child or even more than one child, you fill out the card that's inside and you're going to give the packet back, all right? Um, 
so that we can make sure that your information is matched up with the child that you're going to sponsor. And then you'll get an email uh, connecting you to your, your child's profile and, and all of their information. It's a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful opportunity that we have. And Paul said it this way. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. But then he asks a question. But how? How? How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless somebody tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And this is me today sending you to the people you know and to the people you don't. That's why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. And it's not just a sponsor. Some of you, your feet are going to get prettier today. Thank the Lord. And they're going to get prettier because you're going to sponsor a child. Some of you, your feet are going to get prettier because you're going to take an at the movies invite. They're sitting on your seats right now. And you're going to go to somebody who you know isn't going to church and who's disconnected from spiritual community or who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. And you're going to say, hey, come hang out at this thing with me. And we're going to make an investment in eternity. We're going to make an investment in heaven. Amen? Would you stand to your feet all across the room as we close this morning? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to get you out of here right on time. Heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. Maybe you're in the room today and um, you never realize God sees me. He's been interested in me all along. I just never realized that and I've never entered into a relationship with him. And I want to give you an opportunity to change that this morning. If you'd say, hey, Michael, I... I don't have a relationship with Jesus and he's not the Lord of my life. And I'd like for that to change so that I can actually start to make a difference so I can do something with my life that matters. Right there where you're at, heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm not gonna call you to the front. I'm not gonna do anything to embarrass you. Would you just wave at me? Just say, hey, Michael, you're talking to me. Today I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I need to put him in control. Just wave your hand at me up and down real quick. I see it. Anybody else? Just real quick, anybody else? Awesome. Right there you're at. Just say, dear Jesus, today I'm surrendering my life to you. It's all yours. You can have it. Do whatever you want. Save me. Use me. My life belongs to you. In Jesus' name. Lord, would you help us to see what you see? to go to the world around us and on behalf of you say I see you I see you to the co-worker who's struggling right now hey I see you to the classmate to the neighbor 
these beautiful families we're gonna serve on the 14th. All we're trying to do is speak on your behalf, God, and say, we, we see you. We got you. Lord, thank you for using us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to create a legacy. And God, I pray for um, all those beautiful children whose faces are spread out on that table in the lobby today. God, if there's anybody in the room today that you would, you would speak to their hearts, I pray that you would, you would speak clearly and that we would just respond and be obedient. I pray that nobody in the room today would feel like their arm has been twisted, that there's no compulsion, there's no guilt, there's no manipulation. But God, if any of us in this room today have the resources and you're speaking to our hearts, I pray that we would be obedient. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen, amen. Let me help you with your next steps for the day, all right? Uh, Every single one of you have a connection card in the seat pocket in front of you. Unless you're on the front row, it's on your seat right there. If you, need, if you want more information uh, about our missions partners, about how you can get involved, if you, if you want more information about outreach or uh, this event we have coming up on the 14th where we're going to serve some families and, and make sure they can have a great Christmas, we're going to basically convert our church into a store uh, where people can pick out a free gifts and take it home and uh, make sure that their kids have have a, a wonderful Christmas. So somewhere between 20 and 30 families that we're going to serve a really nice meal and then give them a great shopping experience who otherwise uh, may not have may not have much going on this Christmas. And that's your generosity, everybody, that is making that happen. And so if you want to be a part of that, you can do that by serving. You can also do it by worshiping God through giving. And uh, there are multiple ways for you to do that. You can drop an envelope in the lobby today or... Use the text to give or the app or the website, however you want to do it. We're just thankful that you do it. Don't feel any pressure at all. Just thankful that you're, you're able to be generous, all right? Love you guys. God bless you. Come on, let's give Jesus the best praise that we can before we go. Come on, let's lift him up. Y'all have a great week.